Hello, my name is Kendra Leal and welcome to Psych and Saint. So on today's episode, the very first episode of Psych and Saint, we'll be talking about the depressed Christian. And I'm so happy that I can actually talk to you listeners um, about this topic with a smile. Um, Even though it's a very heavy topic, I am definitely not talking from a lack of experience, (laughs) but I'm talking to you as a person on the other side of this experience. Um, The depressed Christian is such a meaningful episode topic because it is something that we kind of don't know how to address in the church in terms of addressing it in the spiritual. You know, I'm so happy that we're actually getting, becoming open to therapy and psychology, but healing is the children's bread, which means that anything that we're going through can be addressed in the spiritual. And so while talking about the depressed Christian, I'm one of the things that's really hard, I'll say specifically about being a depressed Christian, is because we have a faith of faith, which means that our belief is rooted in faith itself, not in good works, but in faith. And when you are depressed, it is, well, first of all, depression is really a state of being. It's not a feeling, not something that passes momentarily. It's a state of being. And for some people, it can be continuous, you know, and it does not mean that every single day you're feeling at your lowest, but it is constantly a state of being. It just, it really is you being depressed. You're just being pressed down, your mental state, your emotional state, even the way your outlook on life. It's all involved around this disorder that you have. Um, So for a Christian, being a depressed Christian is something a little bit tricky. Because you have a a faith belief system, you almost feel like you lack faith, you know, in your depression. And I can say that was, you know, my testimony. I, for, and I was depressed for some years. Um, You know, some people have depression that is from a hormonal imbalance. You have some people whose depression is situational. Mine was strictly situational. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to be really honest with you guys also. I have a cough, (coughs) and I got a cough. But anyways, mine was definitely situational. And during that time, I couldn't acknowledge (coughs) that I was depressed. I could only be depressed. I I really couldn't even acknowledge that I needed help. I just thought that you just have to work harder if you if you try to fight your way out, you know, eventually if you go to college, you'll be better and all these other things. And I totally, totally blame myself, you know, for my depression. Not that I knew that I knew that the, it, my circumstance circumstances was what caused me to be depressed. But I felt like if you know, if you if you if you fight it out, your depression will go away. And it wasn't until I was out of that circumstance that I even realized that I was depressed. But what I should have done, even in the midst of that time, I should have went to God with what I was going through, and I didn't. Um, I I think there's a and there's a difference between going to God because you know that He can fix it and complaining to God. 
And I would complain to God. I would definitely, woe is me to God. And I, I you know, when you're depressed, you're, you're going to do that because your burden is, is not light. It's very, very heavy. But what I definitely understand about depression also is that when it shapes your mind, it also shapes the way you understand God in that moment if you don't have a better foundation of who God already is. And unfortunately, during that time, I was allowing my circumstance to shape what I knew about God because that was the first time that I had been through something that I couldn't go to my parents and they fix. You know, it was really all just me fighting the battle alone. And I was young fighting the battle and I felt helpless. And, you know, that was a trick of the enemy because I, I'm never alone and I'm never without help. But I, it, it's such a beautiful journey now that I can talk about it. Um, Cause I can talk about it from all aspects. I can talk about it as a person who's recovered, as a person who was depressed, who went through many seasons of depression that looked very different. And I can, and especially cause I was a function, functioning depressed person, which means that I still had good grades. I still showed up. I went to my practices. I went to my performances. I just didn't look like myself while I was doing it. I looked like a distorted version of myself. And I had this gray cast constantly over me. And I wore it with pride because my circumstance forced me into this cloud. And I wasn't happy about look, being different or, I mean, honestly for me, and this doesn't happen for everybody, but it even changed my appearance. I looked like a different person. I acted like a different person. I was so joyous pre-depression and I actually became a little bit more solemn in my personality, um, more reserved, more to myself, less engaging. And um, I didn't find joy in people. And it, it's really sad <laughs> to think of hearing it, but I can like smile through it now because God has really helped me to get through it. And one of the things about depression that I want to talk about specifically with, with you listeners is just the weight of depression itself and what it means to be a depressed Christian. And so, I, you know, back to what I was saying with faith, I, I really thought that I lacked faith, you know, in my journey throughout depression. And it wasn't until I came out of it that I realized you just didn't know how to give this to God. And because I had, I heard, you know, financial burdens, I knew how to go to God. You know, um, relationship burdens, I knew how to go to God, all the things that we talk about in church, right? But when you're going through depression, you really don't know how to go to God about this. And even when I did open up my, my Bible, I would read the stories of Jeremiah or read um, the stories of Job or Elijah, and I wouldn't click and think, oh, they were depressed. I would think, oh my gosh, they're overwhelmed, they're overburdened, they're lonely, they've been rejected. But all those things can be associated with depression. And I want you guys to go and Google. I want this to be very personal. So I want you guys to go and Google the definition of depression and then realize how psychologists view depression. And I want you to think about if you've ever been depressed before, because that is something that you have to ask yourself because I wish I had the opportunity to ask myself that question 
when I was depressed because that maybe would have helped me come out a little bit sooner. But today when I was reading my Bible, I was reading First King and I was reading a little bit just about um, the prophet Elijah and reading a little bit about, you know, when God called him to talk to Ahab about the, 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 um, the Israelites, you know, turning to Baal. Um, I think it's how you pronounce his name, Baal. Baal. And, you know, and I, one of the things I definitely understand about depression, and I'm going to say this also, I'm going to also talk about Jeremiah as well. But right now we're going to talk about the prophet Elijah. Is that when you're not in the right frame or state of mind, and then you add something else on top, like an assignment on top of your already not so great um, frame of mind, it feels so overwhelming and it feels so heavy. And you kind of begin to ask God, why? Like, why did you place this on me? Why am I? And you, I've, I've even used the word overburdened to God because that's how I felt. Why did you give me this task? Why did you give me more of my plate? I'm already overburdened with how my mind, the state of my mind, how I feel, how I feel about myself going through this. Not necessarily that about like low self-esteem, but sometimes you just feel like I'm not ready to go through this. I'm not prepared for this specific task. I need to first get out of how I'm feeling right now in order to move on to something else. But what I understand about God's character now, and that is really what helped me also throughout my depressive journey, is not just knowing his works, but understanding God's character. And if you really understand his character, you begin to know more than his works. You begin to understand why he says certain things and why he does certain things. And he began to place things on me. And I was like, God, I'm just so overwhelmed. You've given me this task, you know, or other things start happening. And for me, it was when I went to go get my bachelor's degree. I got my bachelor's degree. Initially, I was getting my bachelor's in biochemistry. It was probably the hardest year of my education that I've ever had because I had all these different battles coming at one time. But that's that's just how life is. You're going to have multiple battles, you know. Unfortunately for my, for myself, I was plagued with so many at one time that I remember asking God as a young person, unfortunately, I remember asking God, I was like, God, I just, I was like, I feel like I was just, I was born for pain. I was like, I just, that's how I felt. And I was like, you, I, I was just born for torment. I was like, there's just nothing good in my life. And I was so, so, so low. And it, to really understand the love God has for you, it really is to understand that the things that you go through in this life, and I'm getting a little emotional, but it's really to understand the things that you go through in this life. Is never You're never out of his reach, no matter what you're going through in this life. But the reason I was, you know, and when I was preparing for this episode, I was talking to my mom and I was telling her, like, you know, I, I was reading about the prophet Elijah. Because when people talk about depression, and a, de- a depressed person, they often talk about the prophet Elijah because you, because <laughs> um, they love to tell the story of like how the angel brought him cake and water and it was like go eat and lay down and then you know. <laughs> but 
I really relate more to Jeremiah and how he wrestled with great loneliness and feelings of defeat and insecurity. And, you know, he was known as the weeping prophet and how he suffered from constant rejection by the people he loved and reached out to. And, you know, even though God called him to preach, he, you know, he, he couldn't get married and he couldn't have children. And that's not necessarily my story. But, you know, he lived alone. He was isolated. He ministered alone. He was poor, ridiculed and rejected by his people. And I so relate to when he said, curse be the day I was born. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame and not, I never cursed the day I was born, but I didn't understand the purpose behind it because I just felt so riddled with pain and depression is such a lonely journey. Even if other people around you are depressed, it's such a lonely journey because it isolates you from who you know God to be. You know God to be loving. You know God to be caring. You know him to be gentle. You know him to, to have a heart for you. And depression makes you feel like he's just not there. And it, it, it's, it's such a, a, a disorder of fear. It creates a lot of what ifs. And your brain fills in the what ifs. If you say what if darkness, yes, darkness. If you say, what if despair? Yes, despair, because you're already in that dark space. So your brain begins to see the next day is dark and the very next day is dark and the very next day is dark and the very next day is dark. And, you know, for a Christian, for somebody who's trying to hold on to their faith, it can feel like I'm depressed because I have a lack of faith. You know, if you see every day is dark, it's because I lack faith. I'm in a dark place because I lack faith. I'm not trusting God. I'm not leaning on him. I'm not reaching out. And the truth is, is that depression is something that can happen to anybody. But I will say this for the Christian. If you can equip yourself on how to go to God when you're going through and how to give your problems to God, you'll be better off in the midst of your situation. Eventually, I learned to go to God and give him my issue instead of just presenting him my issue. And I would often complain to God, I'm so tired, God. I'm stressed out. I'm alone. I don't have anybody. And that's how my prayer would sound. I was just presenting my issues to God like he wasn't already aware of what I was going through. And I began to actually... You know, the Bible tells you also to leap for joy. I wanted to be out of how I felt so bad that I didn't present my problems to God. I said, God, help me fix this problem. What do I do about this problem? I gave it to him to fix. And, and part of it also for me was circumstantial because I was out of that specific circumstance. And I understand, one thing I do understand is that it is hard to get healed in whatever you're in. While you're in the midst of something, it's hard to be delivered out of it because you're still in the midst of it. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. For myself, looking back, what I could have done was saying, God, I'm here, but I need your help while I'm here. And, you know, I don't know what it looked like, what it would have looked like on myself back then, but I do know how I apply it now. And one of the downsides also to being depressed is that sometimes you have 
these symptoms that come when you get low and you're not necessarily depressed, but they may look like your depressive episode. So sometimes when I get really low, I exhibit things that resemble my depressive episode, like a lack of care, self-care, you know, um, kind of being lackadaisical, um, feeling despair about specific situations and not overall despair. Um, you know, things of that nature. When I feel myself getting that, I give this the problem to God and I do what I can do on my end. And I, I think that I, I don't want to sound insensitive and that's not my intention, but I think what I know now that I didn't know then is that we're in, everybody on this earth, especially Christians are in a fight for your mind. And so that's why I can say so matter of fact about why you have to just continuously give God your problems and not present them to him. But it's it's an action that you kind of have to take to pray and have, have faith, but also move on your end. And it's that's just how the action has to go because you're constantly in a battle for your mind. And now that social media is so heavily, you're being attacked at all angles. You know, you're being attacked in your life. You're being attacked by the things you see that make you sad, that make you depressed. You actually have to leap for joy, not just physically. And, you you know, exercise actually does help with depression, but not just physically, but you have to seek it. You have to find it. You have to, when you and when you find it, you have to grab onto it and keep it with you and maintain because we're all in the battle for our mind. That's the number one thing that the devil's after because it's with the it's with your mind that you saw the law of the Lord. And, you know, you serve God with your mind and then with your heart. I will eventually talk about the heart change with you guys, but that's a different episode. But I remember specifically giving God my issues and I did what I could on my end. And God was so faithful and just turning it around because I gave it to him and not just presented it to him. And I, I know that that's something we don't really talk about that um, or we're not really taught it, especially how to give God your issues. And honestly, we do it also because that's kind of how they pray in the Bible too. You see them kind of present their issues to God, um, especially David. David is really good at saying, God, and he lines up these issues that he has for God. Um, but for ourselves, and in the midst of our prayer, we can give God our issues by doing this. When you pray, I started praying with intention. When I prayed, I started praying and believing that God was actually going to move on my behalf, not hoping, not if he sees fit, not if he... Not if this is, you know, something he thinks that I should have. I would, I would believe that he was going to move on my behalf, praying with intention. You know, um, that was the first thing I did, and the second thing I did was to change my mindset about who God was. It's very easy for when you get depressed to see God to see God as turning his head towards you while you're depressed, because it actually feels like God just covered his eyes for a moment because you just feel so low while you're there. But what I realized is that, okay, number one, as Christians, we don't go through idly. Number two, everybody on this earth goes through. goes through, And God is very faithful and very just. And not only does he see me as his creation, he sees me as his child. And one of the things I've learned about God is not that he, do, he doesn't have intention for me to 
have victory. He wants for, to me to go to him for the victory. And I think that it's easier for me to talk talk about this because I have a mother that I can tell her, it's kind of like going to your mom. And I do this with my mom and telling her about your problems versus going to your mom and saying, mom, help me fix this. And I think that because sometimes because God is God, we think that, okay, well, if I'm listing problems to him, I expect him to fix it. And, you know, ask God to fix it. Include him into your life. Invite him into your situation and your circumstance. And go to God with expectation of, okay, God, I need your help. And I would say that, God, I need your help. And the reason, and, you know, so oftentimes as Christians, because God is God, it feels good to just go down your problems saying, God, I'm going through this, and I feel overwhelmed with this, and I feel overburdened with this. And you can do that, but at the end of that prayer, you need to say, God, help me. That needs to be what you're asking him for. And when you're asking God for help, believe that he is going to come through. Believe just believe as hard as you're going through, believe that he will bring you through. As hard as you're going through, believe that he will bring you through. Because that is God's intention for us. He wants us to do well. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to prosper. But also know that he he said to give you an expected end and not an expected journey. So while you're creating expectations for God, remember the end is expected, not the journey. Your journey may be bumpy. Your journey may be rocky. It may be painful. It may be hurt. It may be uncomfortable. But that expected end is coming. And know that just because you're a Christian does not mean you're not going to go through. Because you are human, you are going to go through. Just like Jesus did. Just like Jeremiah. Just like Elijah. Just like David. Just like Hannah. Just like all the people in the Bible. Just like Esther. You know, all these people who went through because they were human. And humans, unfortunately, we just have human moments. And some of those moments just include pain. But we thank God for having a father who is victorious, who wants the best for us, and that sees fit to give us victory at the end of our pain. Because that's not promised to every human, but to his children. He said to give you an expected end, not the journey, the end. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Psych and Saint. I hope you come back and listen to episode two where we talk about vulnerability. There'll be struggles on your Christian journey. Everybody's got a testimony, yeah. Gotta take care of our mental health and maintain our spiritual self. That's why we need Psych and Saint. There's some days that I lose faith, oh, and I'm reminded of your never-ending grace. The struggles of this world, they take their toll, and now I'm losing all control, yeah, yeah, that's why we need psych and sing. That's why we need psych and sing.